Welcome to Here's Something, a conversational podcast between two dingus boys, myself, Josh, and my good, good buddy, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, here's something. Hey, Razor. Are you familiar with Razor, the gaming company? Yeah. Well, the gaming peripheral company. Mm-hmm. Well, the PC gaming peripheral company. Let's <laughs> make it more specific as we go along. All right. They are a company that employs. No, um, they like green. They, you know, do you use any of their products? No, I don't. You don't at all? No, Nothing? No. This stuff's too expensive. God, I thought you were cool. How do you even game without RGB lighting on your mouse pad? I just use all, um, I'm trying to think of a cheap brand. <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> Roger Tech. Yeah, Roger Tech. Roger Tech. I know, I know I was trying to be ridiculous when I said RGB lighting on a mouse pad, but I think that is actually something they sell. They Yeah, they have specialized mouse. I know that. I don't know if they have RGB lighting. I had a uh, keyboard from, from the longest time, and I have a mouse and a, a gaming mouse pad. So this story kind of hurt. <laughs> Apparently, Razer would like to Bitcoin using my PC. Did you hear about this? No, I, I didn't. That's why when I saw you put it in there, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Razer has launched an initiative, Mine for Us. They want to install, uh, well, they want you to install a, a, a software program called SoftMiner. Mm-hmm. And what this will do is, while, you know, while you're not uh, poning noobs and just uh, crushing Mad Vag and Destiny 2, they want to use your computer's CPU and GPU while it's idling to mine for Bitcoins. Yeah. So, uh, there's been organizations that do stuff like this before, but never for, like, a profit. So, it's weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here, you want to know what they do for you? What? You get, like, razor bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> That's the best part. They'll Shirt pay bucks. you 500 razor silver or more in a day. Stanley Nichols. They will give you five shroot bucks to your 2,000 Stanley Nichols. And I feel sorry for anybody who doesn't catch that reference. But see, the problem is, is people have done the math. Yeah. That's, if you get 500 a day, first of all, these things uh, expire after 500 days. Their if thing? you don't use them. Do you have to have so, so much to cash them in and stuff? Right. Yeah. So it's razor bucks towards their, their gaming hard peripherals and stuff like that. But they said... I say they. Uh, I'm reading off an article from Gizmo, uh, Gizmodo. 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 Gizmodo.com. <laughs> Gizmodo. <laughs> they said there's there's really, you really don't make enough to actually get anything from it. And when you compare it to your the energy bill that you'll have at the end of the month, you're really losing money and Razor's reaping all the benefits. Well, how much computing power are they planning on using? Do they have that in there? Yeah. Uh, I, know it's, I know it's not a little. They recommend having a minimum GPU of a GTX 1050. Yeah, I see that now. Jeez. Yeah. Because they, they've so, used this before to like to mine pr- very large prime numbers. I've heard of them doing that. There's another yeah. one they did for maybe exoplanets or something. Yeah. I've heard of a few of these things popping up last year. Yeah. I don't know if anybody told Razor the Bitcoin bubble kind of burst. Already. Yeah, that was what I was. That's what I wanted to bring up. Their prices has dropped since like November fourteenth. It was five thousand. Now it's they're down eighty percent. It's three thousand. They're down eighty percent. Eighty percent down. And Razor's like, hey guys, y'all heard about Bitcoin? Let's hop on that wagon. Let's get up on that wagon. Which which leads me to my next point: the state of Razor. What kind of state are they in? They just launched a game store six months ago, maybe. What do you mean a game store? Like, like you can buy games straight from Razer. Oh, there okay. was a huge uh, promotion. Let me let me double check, make sure I'm not 
wrong. You know what? Fuck it. I'm right. There's a Razor um, Silver catalog, apparently. Yeah. You know, uh, two, uh, 200,000 points, you get a Razor branded cigarette lighter from Bic. It's amazing. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? You don't need RGB lighting because you just add whatever uh, metal element you need to the flame. Because you've got cancer. No, yeah. That's what, but so, like, do you switch it on and off? Or, like, how does this... It's supposed to be automatic. It's supposed to be easy peasy. See, that's they've, the worst part. To they've me. worked it all out for you, uh, Jeremy. It says when your computer is idle. Program. How do they know when my computer's idle? They know when it's idle. They're a gaming company. What else do you use your computer for other than gaming? <laughs> trying to go on, like trying to watch Netflix, and it's just your computer just bogs down. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Save that for the Roku stick. Am yeah, I right? Yeah. You know, if you watch Netflix on your computer, what are you talking about? No. I just wish Razor luck in their future endeavor because nothing ever goes wrong with a major company injecting code into yeah. personal computers. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Ah, God damn it! Somebody's Razor. gonna figure out how to do it and then do like um, distribute it. Denial of service attacks. Are <laughs> yeah. they going to uh, send an interrupt to where like all the bitcoins go straight to their computer? <laughs> the Superman. That sucks. <laughs> I've always been lukewarm on Razor. It seems like either people either are crazy about Razor and they're probably usually getting sponsored by them, or people love shitting on Razor. I used which, to have a Razor headset. That was what it, I love their mouse. I used a Death Chromer, a uh, Death Chromer, Death Adder Chroma. Yeah. I mean, I like uh, it's got a nice. I got big hands, JB. Nah, I, I know, know if I've, I've ever. Oh, they grip me so tight. And I like their mouse because they got a big mouth. It fits the palm of my big old hands. Good luck to them. Hopefully, yeah, that's this pretty does. crazy. I, I wonder who. Uh, yeah, they're trying to make so much money off of things. It's ridiculous. Like I said, I don't. I, hopefully, this isn't a sign of things to come for them. Yeah. I always it thought this like, stuff was overpriced. That's why I never really bought it. I like that headset a lot because it was metal, and I could actually do repairs on it myself. That's why yeah. I liked it. Um, like I, said, I never had an issue with their shit, the quality-wise. Mm. But this just seems like a Hail Mary play in order to keep a company afloat. Especially hardware companies. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's from a hardware company. Anyway. Mm. So what other companies are up to nefarious Omega? Oh! Well, there's Microsoft. Microsoft. They're, no, uh, hold on. <laughs> what? You mean to tell me Microsoft has done something bad? No, that's not what I'm trying to tell you. No, that is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, um... <laughs> So, so this came out, I think, early this week, huh? It was like Monday or so. I think so. Um, but they were, when I initially read the article about it, they said that it was basically you didn't have to opt into it or anything, and that they would just randomly send out the new beta update. So it wasn't a tested, fully tested update to certain that users. Was, that was my understanding, is that with Windows 10, Microsoft now forced updates. So they, they can force updates, but this was actually only done to people who click on the check for updates button, which is what I've recently read today. How many everyday users actually do that? Well, some people do it um, pretty often. I know when I work at a coding office, we would check for updates every like week. Just to try huh. to prevent the downtime, because they would lock That's... us out of the VPN if we didn't have updates. I've got another story for that after you finish, mm. but okay. So, but yeah, so but like anybody, if they like when you're supposed to install new hard uh, software, mm -hmm. you're supposed to go. You're supposed to check for updates before you do it. Yeah, there are people that do it. Out of how many, I wouldn't think that made it. Honestly, I think it's got to um, be five percent of the total Windows Ten user base. It's probably pretty low. Yeah, but the initial article I read said that. They were doing it for the non-pro users only, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that's true. See, that would be really weird. No, it's like, even you plebs, worse. You plebs test this, <laughs> so he, so he, so us in the high ivory towers could get the good code. Sorry, Grandma. I don't know why Candy Crush isn't working on your PC. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Um. So yeah, that was interesting. I, 
I mean, I read the article. I saw the way they they label their updates as B, C, and D, right? I'm, I'm assuming yeah, A is like, major, major firmware yeah, updates. Yeah. B being, These are the C's and D's. Yeah, B being like milestones and C's and D's being, I guess, qualifying yeah, C, as betas. Yeah, A's are the... Um, A's are the... Um, that's got to be like a secu- numbered security. update. Security. Yeah, it's like a security thing. Yeah, it's go- that's like going um, from 1.5 to 2.0, right? That'd be like an A update. I guess so. I don't really know. I'm just trying to post The other it thing... Up. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting is, uh, and I didn't put, I didn't tell you about this at all, but uh, apparently, like Linux has more malware than people expected, and really? like, yeah, so they're saying like, there's a lot of like servers that people put out for companies um, that they don't update regularly, yeah, and they they if someone downloads, it's a certain package. I'm not gonna say which one it is, but it's a certain package. package it's a certain package that if you install it from a untrustworthy site it's a trojan and then then i mean then they have a door so it's pretty wild i i always thought linux was pretty free of all this stuff because it was open source and it seemed like everything would get i yeah, don't know it caught. Was, it was like boutique os yeah i i just always thought everything would be caught for like any security flaws do you think but i guess you said like up- if you install shit from untrustworthy areas i guess you can't really like stop that yeah you know i mean how many people are making antivirus software for linux it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the early days of um not early days but like apple a lot of people weren't coding viruses for apple just because not a whole they really don't have that many still for apple because apple's super secure because they control their hardware also yeah so there's fewer fewer holes to plug but before then i just remember hearing like yeah windows is always littered with viruses and apple's kind of free because their user base is so small and this yeah. was before well, Windows, the iPhone. Windows is, Windows is still the leader. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Linux is very tiny. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's not hard to update your Linux. I mean, you just type, like, uh, one command, and it basically updates everything. So so this is just conjecture. Uh, and I'm just asking your personal one. You said people use this for, like, company serves and stuff like that. Like, really savvy yeah. IT guys. It seems like every week I hear about a new company having lost, like, millions and millions of user like login data and emails and credit card information and shit like that. Do you think that could be somehow the cause? Probably not. Most of those attacks are usually from poor passwords or um, phishing attacks gotcha. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's how most of the stuff happens. So, uh, this is like someone would have to. It's there's a. Um, I guess it doesn't matter if I say it. It's a package called like Open SSH, wow. which allows I'm gonna have to you to connect. <laughs> it allows you to connect um, over a network to a server, and so it's a backdoor. Like, yeah, one time when I was working at a job, I, I blocked the port for SSH mm-hmm. <laughs> and then rebooted the server and locked myself out. Nice. <laughs> so no one could get on it. That was pretty horrible. Super savvy. Uh, yeah. I, hey, you were, uh, just, you were just ahead of the game. You knew before anybody else. <laughs> I blocked all the ports. <laughs> I don't know, um, man. I got a bad feeling about this Linux port. <laughs> but So that's that's all it is. But So the, the chances of somebody at a company like downloading the incorrect package for that is pretty because... It's not. It's not hard to get like the correct package. Yeah, so I, I really don't understand it that much of well, how it works. I don't know. Think about the universe is as much as you try and idiot proof something, the universe comes out with a better idiot. So that is true. So it's probably someone out there who's done it. It's probably somebody doing it right now, listening to this super popular podcast. Don't do it. Stop. <laughs> so Stop right you, there. So I know you use Ubuntu. Isn't Ubuntu a form of Linux? Yeah, so that's why I was reading about it. And these I mean, two sh- Ubuntu's unaffected by this? No, no, it's totally affected by it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ubuntu's just like a UI on top of Linux. I mean, and here's the, here's the most important part: is Ubuntu's uh, is their mascot still a penguin? 
No, it changes. That's well, Linux's mascot is a penguin. Ubuntu now is Bionic Beaver. You heard it here (laughs) first, folks. Uninstall Ubuntu until they bring back the penguin. (laughs) It's totally two different things. (laughs) Listen, if we're gonna get stuff wrong, we might as well get a lot (laughs) of things wrong. Get it super long, wrong, super long, and super wrong. Because okay, we can either be one hundred. We could either be like I don't want to say hundred. We could either be like eighty percent accurate, and people walk away being mildly informed about things, or we could just go for twenty percent accurate and let you know people parse out the truth from all the the. I don't know. What's a good word the for bu- the the bullshit? <laughs> That's an elegant word. I like it. I'm gonna start using it. <laughs> if we we're only a little bit wrong, people would think we're dumb. But if we we're a lot of it wrong, they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, they're just joking." <laughs> See, that's the, that's a good. You, you need to you need to make a math equation for how wrong you could be before people think you're super smart again. Because at a certain part, you're making obviously wrong jokes, and then people think, "Oh, well, he knows he's wrong. Yeah, he's, he's just, obviously yeah. well informed. He's just being humorous." Yeah. I used to have a professor that would say, like, let me teach you French. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Every time he would write numbers on the board. And that guy died from, like, having too much sex with all and of too his much students. Sex. Hell yeah. That, that guy's so cool. smart. Oh, God. So, here's something. Epic Games, yeah, the makers of Fortnite. Oh, I, I've heard of the Fortnite. That's a little game. Uh, mm-hmm. They've apparently launched a game store also. I don't know how much you care about that. No, it's, I mean, it's interesting to me because, like, I I wish... It's like how I feel about, like, streaming services, how they're breaking up. Yeah. It's good for competition. Yeah. But it's it sucks for the consumer. No. Kinda. That's no? kind of wrong. Competition really? is good for the consumer. But I don't feel like... Well, okay, maybe for the gaming platform it would be all right. And I'll just take a quick, quick detour. But if I had to pay $10 a month for, like, streaming services when I used to be able to watch the same shows I'm just... Oh, one. you mean like subscription-based services? Yeah. Oh, that's different. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, that isn't. We can touch on that. Uh, yeah, actually, but we know we can go back. I'm just, I just, I don't know why I, I went that way. No, because this is this is a good distinction to make. Epic Games' storefront is just like a, a Steam. Um, you just purchase stuff. Yeah. So, so just buy games the only stuff. problem I have with that is like the DRM stuff. Like, can I only launch it from there? If their service goes down and they just like. Stop supporting it. Yes. Well, do I just lose access to my games if I have to start new, buy a new computer? Like I'm screwed. I mean, that's a larger question for any digital purchase, really. But I think common practices, whenever these storefronts uh, start to go down, I've yet to see a case where an entire storefront goes down. I have seen where licensing expires, and usually they give you like a couple months uh, notice in advance, like, "Hey, download this game and keep it on your hard Hmm. drive because you won't be able to get it from here." Like yeah, that happens with the shit. Turtles in Time I, video game. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's not that bad because when you buy, like I still buy Blu-rays mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, you're not I just type I just type in the code, but I'm always worried like what if Voodoo goes away? Yeah, you're not. You that's that's a, a huge question in the digital age right now. Is that you're buying? You're not buying a game. You're buying a license. Yeah, so. and, and to go back to your your first point, subscription services are largely the same way. Yeah. It's like Steam. Steam is so large, like I doubt it will fail. Like who knows? Maybe they'll come out with Half Life Three, and it's horrible, and they'll put so much money into it that it just destroys the company. But well, Epic Games is trying to take a big piece of the pie from them. I mean, really? everybody's got the Epic Games launcher installed on their PC who plays Fortnite. So yeah, it's a lot of people. Well, here's the thing: uh, there's always been pushback against new stores. One because they suck. Two because people don't want to have more than one launcher. That's my main thing. Yeah, but I feel like with Blizznet. 
and um, Origin getting Ubisoft. better, and you play. Yeah, people have gotten more and more used to the idea of having more than one launcher. And now you've got yeah. Discord, which incorporates all your launchers into one. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, it kind of. I don't know if they all have to be running in the background, but you could pretty much launch anything. Believe. Oh, uh, cool. I just had to launchers. install some crazy exe on my computer in order to launch Origin games from. Uh, Steam's, Steam Link, uh, yeah, no, yeah, from Steam Link, yeah, yeah. I tried going that route too, and then I saw it took more than one step, so I gave up. Immediately. I got it. I got it working today. It was it was a lot of work. Man. All right, hacker man, stupid. It's kind of dumb. So basically, that's that's the whole story with them. Is that you know they're not huge well, got, right now. They've launched with three games, and I, I want to say I got they, questions. They yes, that's my questions. Yeah. So like, what are their plans? Is their plans to grow? Or are yes. they going to be shitty? Like Steam is pretty shitty to new developers, from what I heard. Uh, right. New developers, I'm not sure. Um, industry standard, I think, is like a 70-30 split uh, across all game sales. That's um, crazy. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because we'll circle back to that point. I believe uh, the Epic's Game Store is going to do like an 88% uh, cut to the developers or publishers of the game. So they're they're offering developers a larger take so they on their sales. 12, 12%? Yes. But Steam, uh, I don't know if they did this before. They might. They probably heard about the Epic, thing, Epic Game Store. Um, margins not long before that because yeah. they launched a program to where like after your first five million in sales the margin shifts into your favor i heard i heard about that the yeah, more popular you are it shifts a little bit more and that's in revenue yeah. so that can include yeah. dlc and stuff i believe now what smaller developers are pissed off about is that they'll never see those benefits like indie developers hmm. i mean it was the last time you heard of an indie game maybe no man's sky i don't but i don't even think they sold that well uh their initial sales were pretty high their initial sales oh. but mostly on playstation no, I don't really know that much. That, that's hmm. that's mainly conjecture because I mean, uh, Sony was the one behind their huge marketing push before long. Oh, really? Xbox was behind their huge marketing push after their 2.0 update. So uh, it's mainly seen as a console game, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. This isn't the article I wanted seen at. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, but the games they launch with are Ashen, Hello Neighbor, Hide and Seek, and Fortnite. Oh, Hello Neighbor. Yeah. I'm not sure if Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek's like some sort of expansion or. Oh, they, wait, that's that's two. That's the same game. Hello that's the same. That's the whole name of the game. Yeah, Hello Neighbor oh. Hide and Seek. I've always wanted to get that game. I think we talked about it on last podcast actually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I see. I've uh, always wanted to get it just to mess around. Whenever I bought it. Yeah, you should have. In episode zero, the episode yeah. that nobody will hear. Oh yeah. We're gonna hold that one. That one's going in the vault. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's see. Book. Epic Games promises a ton of other games coming soon, including Outer Worlds, Super Meat Boy Forever, World War Z Rebel, Galaxy Outlaw hmm. Journey, and more. Now Journey is a huge get because that wasn't even announced for PC. That was a PS three, PS4 exclusive. That's and cool. That one got great reviews for, for being in it. But they're hmm. also sweetening the pot and trying to get more and more people to install their launcher that already haven't or get them used to coming back to their storefront. They're yeah. giving away a new game every two weeks, and this month they've announced uh, you can get Subnautica now, and coming soon you'll be able to get Super Meat. Wait, on, wait, on, on the from, Epic Games? Yeah, from the Epic Games launch. Yeah. Oh, I saw the Subnautica thing. I was going to go get pick it up. Hmm. It looks all right. It looks like an underwater No Man's Sky. Dude, it's free game, some poor as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's talk about Epic Games more. Like, so... It's gonna be uh, e- uh like uh, executable as to run on your program. Uh, uh, executable has to run on your computer. Meaning, like, do you know? Like a launcher? It's yeah. a launcher. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, they could. No, it's just like Steam. It's a, it's Steam and okay. I guess. I always it's, waited for somebody to build like a a web a web version of that, but I guess Steam they would have to have access mm-hmm. to your EXEs, and then that would involve like not so much. Can you do a plugin? Because uh, what is it? Can you run it? 
Don't they install something on your computer that broadcasts your your hardware specs to their website? Yeah, but that that opens them up to a lot of security issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I the, the the old way to do it was with ActiveX, just like this old Microsoft thing, but it's like super unsecure. <laughs> yeah, I preferred the later release DMX. It always <laughs> yeah. it always gave it to me. Yeah, man. But uh, back to your point earlier about subscription services is anecdotal. Yeah, my wife is uh, huge in it in Korean my dramas, wife. K dramas. Sorry, yeah, my I wife. Did. My wife. <laughs> So anyway, she's super into K dramas. Uh, her number one subscription service that she subscribed to was uh, Drama Fever. Have you heard of that one? <laughs> no, like you act like I know this stuff. No, that's what I asked. Have you heard oh, of that? Oh, dude, one? I watch Drama Fever all day long. I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> side note to the side note: Koreans very scared of being hit by cars. Because in at least uh, in, in every K drama I've ever seen her watch at least three people get hit by a car. Like, whenever they need, really? like, a dramatic turn in the story, somebody gets hit by a car. Really? Dude, I'm not even joking. Look it up. There are super cuts of this shit. I, I think... Yeah, I feel like I've seen that before, actually. Joel McHale had it on his Netflix show. I, that's where I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah, apparently Drama Fever got bought out by um, WB, I think. WB. But now all of okay. those licenses are in legal limbo right now. Nobody can broadcast them. She even had this app, Vicky. Which had a partnership with Drama Fever, which meant they shared some licensing uh, contracts and stuff like that together. Can't yeah. access any of that stuff. And I bring <laughs> so shitty. I bring that up because, like you said earlier, I mean, what do we really <clears> own <throat> when we're, we're purchasing these digital licenses or these subscription yeah. services? I mean, one day. Wait, so that's a subscription service, though, right? Like she didn't buy the shows. Yes, but it's an extreme case because there was no warning. Like she. Oh, got, really? She had just uh, re-upped her month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the very next day or the day after, it was it was extremely soon after they get an email saying they got bought out. Um, you can no longer access videos. Blah blah blah. Thank you for being a customer. Such and such. And no information as to where they were going and when she'd be able to view these things again. And now there's just straight up series she can't watch, no matter what service she subscribes to. Hmm. That is that's crazy. Cause like I remember, I don't remember CISO. Yeah, I had actually bought a subscription to CISO, and um, but when they went under, they gave you like a. I think like a a month's notice or something like that. So I just canceled. That's what I'm saying. This just came out of nowhere. And like like she didn't. They, uh, I think they eventually refunded. It was it's a cheap. Drama Fever is a cheap subscription service, like five dollars yeah. a month. Yeah, but still, it adds up if you do a bunch of. Well, I'm just saying, hmm. it's not. Uh, she was only out five bucks at the end of the day, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's like uh, coffee. But like, now every single company's taking a good hard look at their their uh, intellectual properties and seeing if they can start. Disney's uh, removing all of their content from Netflix at the end of. Yeah. 2019 so they could start a streaming service and their own streaming service actually yeah. no i think it's the end of this year i think 2019 they're launching the disney streaming service wb really? wants to do one also a few companies and with k drama blowing up it's no surprise that wb acquired drama fever I yeah mean, that's smart it's, hmm. it sucks for the consumer right now but i mean that's the that's the world of digital licensing yeah and then so. like you said when we've got all these storefronts that we're buying games from are, are your stuff's Split up all over the place. That's why Steam did so well. It was all your games in one place. That's why I liked it because I didn't. I hate when I have to put stuff on Origin or or, or you play or well now Battle.net. I think the thing that's been kind of keeping Steam afloat, and this is going to sound stupid, but just stay with me, is physical game sales because there was no incentive for publishers to go and launch their own uh, storefronts like EA and stuff like that until digital sales got to a place to where it made sense for them because yeah. if EA sells you a copy of Battlefield off the store shelf versus from mm-hmm. in their digital front mm-hmm. that's 70% of the sale versus 100%. Yeah. And but like I said that that 
that uh, ratio wasn't always in their favor. It's only in the last uh, couple of years or so that I really started buying digital copies and felt comfortable with it. Well, it probably reduces their overhead, too. They don't have to produce all that crap. Yeah. I mean, even the ones they produce now, it's just like an empty case with a code in it. Short term. Uh, I mean, it's always going to be cheaper than producing and storing physical. I guess you could yeah. say that if the tail is long enough, if you're extrapolating the cost uh, between enough set of years, maybe in like 40 years, it'll cost more to have a digital storefront. Because they have to leave that game on that server accessible, and that bandwidth costs money. Yeah. Every time somebody the, downloads that game. The storage costs money, but it's not that much. But, uh, yeah, the bandwidth. Right, and who's really going to be downloading, like, Battlefield Five and... I download other games. <laughs> too, but um, it's not yeah. like the same, you know, the bandwidth well, storage is, is so be... Storage is so cheap right now, and the bandwidth, I mean, it's not the bandwidth for that one game, it's the bandwidth that... The people access, I guess. I don't know. Right, but consider this also is that more and more ISPs are trying to uh, place data data caps on their on their customers. What's gonna oh, happen? Yeah, man? that's well, that's games are only oh. getting bigger, man. Like uh, Cameron was like Hitman Two. I just installed it's like forty gigs. Did and that's a small download. The Division Two Alpha sixty gigs or seventy. Gigs. Destiny Two is like seventy to eighty. Yeah. Imagine if you've got uh, data caps, physical yeah. retail is gonna blow up again. Well, they they. I mean, I know we're getting like super off topic, but that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but there was net neutrality um, legislation, and it got blocked by like Congress. It, yeah, California and, uh, started it. Uh, was it California or Seattle? Well, I mean, they did it in their locality. Yeah, they were like, uh, uh, if, the, if the Federal Trade Commission doesn't enforce this stuff, we will. Yeah, a few few did, but now it's actually in the in the the federal legislature, and uh, but it got blocked. And it had a whole list of like all the Democrats that are like sponsored by telecommunication companies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's no one from Louisiana. And I was like, oh, she's a product, no Democrat. But um, <laughs> uh, it's wild. It's it's a wild world, man. It's 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 it's. I really don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, the internet like, age is still very much in its infancy. Yeah, it's it's like the wild wild west. Is how I think. James of it. West, Desperado, Rough Rider. Yeah. No, you don't want. I bet you didn't think I would remember all the lyrics to the Wild West oh. theme song from Will Smith, oh, but I do. You stopped though. I stopped um, because I don't want uh, <laughs> I want people to listen to the podcast, not have their ovaries explode by my flawless uh, rendition of uh, Wild Wild West. Mine exploded years ago. Um, <laughs> but Jeremy Hush, but, we agreed never to talk about the accident. <laughs> the accident. Um, but like, like they put it, they put in these terms of like we don't want any interference in the internet, and we want it to be open, and that's what's going to make it grow. Of course, but, they're going to say that. Like, I mean, that would be great, but what what's what can happen is the exact opposite. Of that. If you look um, at them like used car salesmen, I mean, they're going to tell you all the... They're going to make it sound just amazing for you. This is going to be the best thing in the world for the Slap the roof of that modem. <clears throat> but uh, they, they want freedom to do what they want to do. They don't give a shit about the customer. They're trying to nickel and dime everybody. Well, I try to look, I try to look at the argument for both, but I just... I don't think I have enough... I agree I mean, with I, you, but there's like... Tons and tons and tons of cases where they've been called, like called out on their bullshit. Oh, I'm yeah, no, I'm pretty sure my YouTube gets throttled. Yeah, I mean, it takes benefit of the doubt went out the window for, for these guys like a long time ago. <laughs> it takes forever for a YouTube video to load, but I can download a video game at like crazy high speeds. Uh, consider I just this. Don't understand it. Consider this. Give give a. Uh, I assume you use Charter Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Just give them more money. <laughs> just give more money and they'll give you faster internet jb don't have more money they started charging you a little bit more already because gross up yeah but i mean it's just uh, consider this give them, give them even more money and they'll give you super more premium service so that during mm. higher traffic times you get priority internet 
I'm gonna call and the people that like, played pay, paid less than you did, they get slower in it, and they get to watch their YouTube videos buffer. How I mean, that? that's that's for, see, that's good for the consumer, Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate for the ISPs. Yeah, there should just be a minimum s- speed. But I don't I, like if somebody like all right, let's say we have um, if somebody wants like an extremely high penis. high bit rate. Yes, a high penis, high bit rate, and a high um, butthole. <laughs> butthole and a high um what's I'm the word a, i'm out of genitalia i can't think of it but one that it doesn't go down what's the word i'm looking for i can't even think of it but like the system won't go down your internet will stay up stability usually, yeah but they usually charge you more for that they, that's why they have a business tier that's usually for for that thing right um because then it, if it if 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 it does go down you can actually sue them because in your contract, contract. there will there will be statements of what of if, if how often it can go down and stuff like that um that's okay so, I, I get i get the point you're making but that's totally different because that that's that business's livelihood depending on a service that's not yeah, but, that's not um it's not falling under a luxury guideline at that point but okay you don't but look need at this. youtube to work at your house they need internet to run their business but when i was a consultant right uh-huh. i could i could work from home but if my internet was down at my home couldn't work from home yeah but you're not telling your isp that you're doing work from you get what i'm saying you have to differentiate so would i have to pay them more i would yeah i would say that's personal responsibility at that point if you if you rely on this service to to make bread yeah Yeah. then you need you need to take the steps i'll i can't believe i'm defending a fucking unit company (laughs) see this well i mean i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you but this is what i think of whenever i talk about this i could just i i see the line there you know to me to me, that that's the difference between necessity and luxury. Availability is the word I've been trying to think of. <laughs> that's all right. I'll edit that word back in like thirty yeah. seconds earlier. And right, no let context. me say it really. Availability. I'm gonna put that there, all there. over the podcast, and people aren't gonna know why that word is just being sprinkled about until they get into like the thirty minute mark. <laughs> oh man. Availability. Availability. Yeah, it's it's crazy times and. I mean, couple couple all of that stuff we just went over with the fact that Middle America still has just the worst internet service in the world. Literally, the world. Yeah. Well, I lived in one area around here where we didn't have any internet, and nobody was running the lines. And the guy I lived with was a cable guy. <laughs> uh, but that's what I was hoping Google Fiber would take off and just kind of like spur the ISPs to do something. There's some municipalities that are actually getting their own like fiber and treating it as a utility. Yes, which is pretty neat. Would I would awesome. love it if our town voted for something like that. Like if we could, if they came out with a budget plan, I don't want to say raise taxes, but if so yeah. we're going to spend a portion of our taxes toward, you know, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but we're going to bank it because it's going to cost a lot and we're going to bury fiber optics all over, all over the city. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen here. It's, not, it's definitely <laughs> not. I, I'm just okay. saying I would, I would, I would no. freaking love it, dude. Um, Did you hear about 5G? Yeah. I'm not that interested. I don't use my phone for really? like crazy. I don't use my phone no, for crazy no, no. stuff. Five G is oh. bigger than phones, man. Oh. They're, they're saying five G is going to be the internet of the oh, future. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like that's going to replace gonna connect to five G. Yeah, everything's going to be wireless. That Google was banking hard on that. They backed off on uh, what was it? They always name their shit like Project Something. I think it was just called Project Fiber. Or yeah, the fiber they, initiative. It's the different ABCs, right? Yeah, well, when the ISPs were holding them up because they had to use their poles and stuff like that. So, of course, oh. after Google ran on all these roadblocks with the ISPs not letting them use their phone poles and stuff like that, they backed off mm-hmm. hard. And I yeah. think the last I heard of it, they're going to try and install wireless hubs that just beam Wi-Fi, like huge signals of Wi-Fi throughout Metropolitan. Is 5G like gigabit? Like, is it? 
that I don't know. I haven't read mm. I haven't read the specifics up on it that much, but they say yeah. like it's it's not even how did I hear it? It's not even like a step up from 4G. It, it's mm. it's like, like a whole exponentially new level. better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the difference between 3G and 4G, it's a pretty big gap already. Isn't Elon Musk like considering launching? I don't know if it was Elon. With satellites uh, or whatever. Yeah, satellites or the to weather Wi-Fi down. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a pretty successful test already. They have satellite um, internet already. It's pretty shoddy. To- yeah, it all depends on the weather and stuff like that. But I wonder with this mm-hmm. 5G um, signal, I don't know what the frequency is or whatever, if it's unimpeded by yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, who knows? I mean, hey, if it works, I, I just, I really am not an expertise in that realm at all because I don't really care about it. Like, people always like, you don't watch YouTube on your phone? I'm like, yeah, only when I'm on a Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> just, I don't oh, want to pay more. We are so old school. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, 4G? You don't want Wi Fi. Use up all my data. I only have two gigs of data. I, maybe three gigs. I don't, I don't like the much. unlimited stuff just on principle. Because I'm like, piece. dude, it's so unlimited unless uh, it's during heavy heavy traffic time, in which case, you know, we'll get probably people who paid for their data pack first. And uh, after really? that, you get throttled. They do all that? Oh, definitely. Read the, yeah. read the fine print. I just do, I just do a prepaid through that. Senior citizen marketed nice place. <laughs> <laughs> this is like forty dollars a month. I forgot so you were like, ninety yeah, bucks. Yeah. yeah. Did I say ninety bucks? I forgot you were ninety years. Old. Yeah, I'm nine years old. No. Yeah, they definitely throttle you if you use too much data on them. Yeah, I've had one where they did. They used to throttle me, but this one I think it will charge me more if I go over. I'm never yeah. gonna go three gigs unless I do ridiculous. Yeah. Cell phone companies. What a guy. What are you gonna do? So speaking of speaking of things dying, I don't know. I'm terrible at segways. I guess hopefully we get better at that. Um, here's something. Here's something dying. <laughs> Blizzard kills Hero of the Storm. So are they really, like, are they just bat? Like, how many people are working on Bl- Heroes of the Storm? Um, less now than there were before. Does that help? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just curious. Like, what were they putting out? I know they were putting out, like, these modes and maps and stuff every now and again. Yeah, I think and, all that's going to be slowing skins. down. They were putting out a lot of characters for a while. Uh, they, maybe they were. I think that was the last gasp. You know what I mean? Maybe so. Like, in I hindsight, it seems like... It seems like a pretty popular game, honestly. Maybe people were staring away from MOBAs because of the whole Fortnite thing. I would be willing to bet more than a little bit that you're right on that. Really? Yeah. I wonder how I wonder how Rito is doing. Heroes uh, of the Storm, wasn't that free-to-play also? What? Heroes of the Storm. That was free-to-play. Yeah, yeah Heroes of the Storm was free-to-play. So is yeah. League of Legends. I'd be yeah. willing to bet League of Legends player base died off quite a bit, too. I wonder, would that, what, what I'm wondering is because League of Legends has a lot of overhead because they do all that esports stuff, and it's, yeah. like, extravagant. They're also and they're also a all, bigger hit internationally. That's true. Korea is, like, huge. Th- so. Those those landmasses are pretty big, yes. No, I mean, like, they're <laughs> they're really big in the League of Legends. I don't know how big they are. In, they And, see, that's the thing, too. I don't know how big Fortnite is over there because I know RTSs have kind of always been Korea's jam. Yeah. Well, look at StarCraft too. Yeah. But uh, hmm. no, according to this article from Shack News, they have scaled back their dev team quite a bit and also canceled two esports events, one of them being the Battle of the Dorms, which was like, I want to say their first big event. Their college thing? Yeah. So there goes their esports league. And they said, they, well, oh, they, yeah, probably they, so. They, they, they issued a statement saying stuff like, you know, this doesn't mean the end for Heroes of the Storm. You know, we just got a lot of uh, new and exciting projects on the way that we need to shift development focus to, and we're still going to provide updates. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make it more mobile. Mobile uh, Diablo stuff. God. What was I going to say? I always thought Blizzard's esports was pretty lackluster, though. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I think um, Overwatch is their most successful thing, and even that's kind of... Yeah, but even their, their esports, is, it's like boring. I just never got into it. I just don't think... 
I don't, I don't know if they could they can do the dance between like technical and fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, their games have so much going on at once. It's hard to commentate on. And that's not to say that the same thing doesn't happen with League of Legends and all that. But when you when you're watching, let's, well, let's use League of Legends. When you're watching the entire map from an isometric view. It's a lot yeah. easier to pick out situations that you want to focus on and make some call outs and stuff like that, especially. That's why I would, yeah. I always thought for Overwatch they should do like a sky cam. Yeah. Uh, but they but can't they, do they, that because the, the 3D maps weren't designed that way. Uh, they do it sometimes. Um, really? I've watched it before. Yeah. Oh, I've they'll, never seen they'll, it. They'll do, they started later on. At the beginning, it was all first person. Gotcha. I believe. Uh, but I just, this seems mean, but their announcers just weren't that good. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a huge part yeah, of it, too. I mean, I'm like, I mean, Riot's announcers, I'm probably partial to because I've, I've met them and mm. sucked their wieners, but. Um, Who hasn't? Yeah. But, but um, no, they were really, I don't know, like they were enjoyable to watch. Well, they so had per- personality so about shoutcasting. I mean, when you got a room full of people who are super into a game and something exciting happens and your announcer is just as excited, I mean, that's yeah, that's like, what it was. Like stuff pumped. would happen and they would just go like, "Whoa!" But like the the, the Overwatch, you would just <laughs> like, "Oh my god, he just did that!" Like <laughs> it just wasn't the same. Yeah. I just, mm, I don't know what it was about it. Maybe it's just because the mindset I was in at the time because it was different times. Yeah. So, I mean, I was probably more into video games then than I am now. I don't know. I'd hate to keep. I'd hate to keep using Fortnite as an excuse, but man, that thing just kind of has taken over everything. They have like. esports for that now too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they must. Huh? I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet if I type Twitch esports, not Twitch esports. If I if I typed uh, Fortnite tournament <laughs> into Twitch right now, I'd have like yeah. 15 channels to watch. Mm. And they must be doing some at least. It's got to be. It's That's the crazy. Game in the That's world crazy. Right that now. game took. Do you remember when they initially announced that game? Yeah, in 2014. Uh, yeah, Game Informer. Game Informer had a cover, not a cover story. They had an exclusive. They flew out. Uh, one one of my favorite games, games guys, Dan Riker, went and did some I, hands-on stuff with it back when it was still just like a wave-based defense survival thing. I think they announced it. Before. They announced it a long time. It was, ago, a, man. it was in development hell. Yeah, I think it was before I moved. I want to say that game has saved Epic Games. Yeah, Epic Games, I believe, was kind of on the yeah. brink. They did. Um, what was the other thing they did? Nobody used the nobody used the Epic Engine anymore. No, they had another game though. What was it? They had a MOBA that came out and died. Was that Tribes? Was Tribes on Epic? Tribes? No, Tribes is the people who who make Smite. <coughs> oh, I can't remember the name of the developer right now. Yeah, you're right. You're um, right. But no, Epic Games. I want to say they they had a uh, ill fated MOBA. They 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 went for like a super like graphically intense MOBA. Oh, that's not that, a good idea. That was dead on the vine. I want to say they even released physical copies of Early Access, hmm. which was like the first game to do that. They were like, uh, they had to put a disclaimer on the box, like you're buying this physical disc, but this is an Early Access game. God, I can't remember the name. Uh, just uh, do me a favor, search Epic Moba, Epic Games Moba. <laughs> I was about to say that's not gonna come up. With it. <laughs> come on, Google knows exactly what I'm Moba thinking. or MMORPG is a Moba. 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 Oh, okay. I want to say the game was a, that was it. Para. Yeah, I remember it now. That's dead already. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to say there there was um before the success of Fortnite, there was tales of like Epic. Um, they did Unreal being behind on paying like developers and stuff like that or something. Yeah, because they do the Unreal Engine, don't they? Yeah, is that Epic? I guess so. I didn't know that. Yeah, but they did Unreal. They did Gears of War, and that was a thing. Nobody was using the Unreal Engine anymore because Unity came along and it really? was cheaper. Yeah, ah, the Unreal Engine looked really good on um on uh, 3D. They did Bulletstorm. That's the game I had. That Here's the thing. Fortnite did so well for Epic that people who, uh, like, say, artists and stuff that, that made assets for the Unreal Engine and stuff like that and just sold assets on the market yeah. for developers to use, uh, Epic changed the, the payout to them. 
I want to say it was something like 70-30 or something like that. And they changed it to like 80-20 and then retroactively paid back the people who had been making stuff for them for like the last year. That's Jeez. how much money they made from Fortnite. Dude, they must be making crazy bank. I mean, that's dude, they all went I hear from about. struggling to get people to use their engine. And I, like I said, I might—I didn't say it, but I might—I might be speaking a little out of my depth here with their engine and stuff. But I'm pretty sure, like, the writing was kind of on the wall for Epic until Fortnite came out, and that was like a last-minute hail mary for them because yeah. Fortnite was in no way designed to be that game. No, I remember when they released it, I was like, oh man, this looks cool. It looks like. Um you know they uh, still sell that part of the game well yeah but the building was, wasn't what i thought it was gonna be yeah it, like it was it kind of like, like a you ever played a was it orcs must die yeah it was kind of like that but they extrapolated on the idea like what if you built the whole base yeah and then had to build the traps i thought, I thought it was, was gonna good be idea. like um killing floor almost but like cartoony that's what i thought nice. with buildings yeah that, and that's why i never got into fortnite <coughs> the shooting's kind of too inaccurate and stuff yeah they oh, look cool. Crazy. When they initially announced it, I got really pumped for it. And then they didn't go anywhere for you. They came out and I was like, meh. You know what really sucks? Good. I wanted to make all of those points back when we were talking about uh, Epic earlier. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it took us moving on to uh, to Blizzard to get to it. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's, it's it's pretty wild how they how that game took off. It was PUBG. PUBG took off pretty hardcore. And then uh, Epic Games was like, hold my beer. How pissed uh, are they? <laughs> PUBG. I mean, well, they. I mean, dude, he. Like, and now, and now, okay. So Fortnite's eating one side of their their their. Uh, okay, let's imagine you're you're player unknown. So you've got a twelve foot sub, a delicious twelve foot sub, mm-hmm. and Fortnite is eating on one end of it. You're like, well, that's okay. I've still got all this middle and all this other side. You know, yeah. all the free to play players are they can have that side. Yeah. And then Call of Duty announces that now you could buy their multiplayer half of the game for only 30 bucks which is the same price PUBG charges and there's has way better graphics and runs a lot better and has Activision behind it so development's a lot quicker there was also that Escape from Tarkov game took off pretty hardcore yeah. too and now all of those people eat another side, half of your sandwich for in a genre that hey, you I mean, freaking launched into the stratosphere yeah because if it wasn't for PUBG none of this stuff would be happening well the development on PUBG was so it was slow. glacial dude it was like, so bad. I mean, we played the same map for like a year, like two years or something, huh? Yeah. And like every update was extremely iterative and minute. And they made fences you could get stuck in. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, okay, here's the massive update everybody's been waiting for. We know everybody's been waiting to, to mantle and climb clamber over things. Um, that's that's coming. But what we've done is we made the fourth <clears throat> bullet out of every AK. Uh, like if you just hold down the trigger, it's going to be your left instead of right now. You're welcome. <laughs> Mike, I just dropped the mic. <laughs> Anytime someone thinks about talks about PUBG, I always think about when I got stuck in that fence, <laughs> and you you blew me out with a grenade, and, oh, then, yeah. and then I healed up and took two st- steps and got stuck in another fence. But I mean, that's, that that was your experience with PUBG. You were, you were so mad. <laughs> I was like, dude, what do you want me to do? Seriously. I was like, I'm stuck in a fence. I walk a little bit. I'm stuck in another fence. What do you want me to do? But, I mean, that was your experience, and that was a lot of players' experience, and that's why so many people are praising Blackout. Uh, the number one thing people say about Blackout mode in New Call of Duty is that it's it, it's like PUBG but polished. Oh, it's like a tight like experience. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I mean, PUBG the same was fun. PUBG. I mean, I really just like messing with people in the game, really. But there were, like, bugs that, like, I mean, stupid things would happen and it would cost you your life. It's like, God, how stupid. Yeah, but, but that kind of added to the tension of the yeah, whole I guess thing. So. See, it was, it was novel in the beginning because yeah. it's, a, it's a high risk, high reward game. 
every match could last 45 minutes and you know one one misstep by you and you're done you're back at the and then the whole thing feels like you're just playing on a tree house with only one nail holding it all together you know yeah no it was fun i mean we had some epic moments like i mean i, I sometimes i go watch those old videos we have of us yeah. playing it's like that one where we're all hiding behind a truck <laughs> like yeah. in this super long range firefight and these people and people are just dying on each side of me. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> You're trying to pick every keep dropping. Yeah, um, I think someone threw like a grenade or something in the wrong place. Or something. It was. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun game, but it definitely wasn't polished. And if someone comes out with a more polished version of your game, I mean, you don't have the license to the game mode, I right? Mean, they don't really give you things like that, right? Um, so kind of screwed. So anyway, all that is why Blizzard has killed Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I am surprised by that. I didn't think it would take. Uh, they're probably going to keep it up, right? You think they're going to they, keep it up? They have and to. Just somebody not, just sunk like twenty bucks into it yesterday. You know, yeah. like it's it's a microtransaction game. That's true. So maybe no new things or are probably slower, no new things. Slower would, new things. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if like say they they they'll probably have one last hurrah and they'll see what that does to the player base. Maybe so. And then after that, they'll announce something like, all right, guys, uh, you know, we want to thank the community for the support, but we just can't keep supporting uh, Heroes of the Storm. You know, it's too costly, yada, yada. We got to focus on new crap, whatever their PR speak is. Typically, whenever a service like that starts to shut down, they unlock everything for everybody and <coughs> give like a refund or at least partial refund to people who spent money like within close proximity. But then yeah. they shut down the store three to four yeah. months ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, I always thought those MOBA games, like, they were fun, but, man, they would take your life over. They're just over. so like, goddamn time-consuming. You had to know everything. That's what the big thing yeah. for me was. Yeah, you like, can't play I, effectively knowing one character. It's not like a fighting game. Yeah. You know, it's not I like, play, right, I'm going to pick Sub-Zero. I know, I know what, I know what uh, Scorpion's moves are. Yeah. You're like, no, I, I got to pick one person and hope I'm good with them. And I, also, I have to know how to counter the roster of 75 other people. Because when I would play Mo- uh uh, Heroes of the so Hot. When I play with Hots with people, I would always be like, "What the f- What the hell is he doing?" And I'd be like, "Run!" Home, like, I can't I follow. Hots is the abbreviated and also gamer term for Heroes of the, Heroes Storm. Of the Storm. Yeah. So, so Overwatch is similar, um, but I think Overwatch does a better job because maybe there's less characters and it's easy still, to parse. There's still like the same number of abilities per character, really. It's eh, you can't really. I don't know. I don't know if you Though, can make an apples to apples comparison with an RTS and a first person. Shooter. Heroes of the Storm, you could get different abilities. This is like, true, but you, you can make decisions, which was like <laughs> super difficult. You with can press League, the, you can use everyone, the WASDA controls. Well, like in 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 League, everyone had the same. Like, a character had the same four abilities, right? Yeah, but they could buy different items, which that that took some time to, get, to learn. Like, okay, he's buying armor. I need to buy armor penetration, but. For Heroes of the Storm, it's like they could choose different ultimates. And then it's like, well, I, I don't know what the hell this guy's doing. Like That's true. I forgot about that mechanic. Yeah. That's that super confusing. Twist. Yeah. Well, but it was really, It's hard to get into. You had to, to know all this. Well, yes and no, because actually, now that I think about it, that was their way of getting around an item shop. It was around getting around the item shop. But but it was confusing. I found that was more difficult to learn huh. than League of Legends. League of Legends. Was League of Legends was... It was two separate things, so I could I could parse those and and, and learn one and then learn the other, and then yeah. but um here's the storm you can't. I mean, it just felt more binary to me with here's the storm. You have one or two choices. Yeah, you know I guess what I mean. Because so. in league, like I just I made builds for every character I played, and then I would just load those builds, and then I would just build that, and I didn't give a shit about what the other person built. So the NFL You're started something. What? Oh, here's something. <laughs> <laughs> The NFL, um, I, 
I guess I get interested in the whole thing. So there's a website called Kaggle.com. Um, they deal with uh, mostly machine learning competitions and machine learning like you know forums and people discuss and lessons and stuff like that. Um, well, they, they do competitions on there and and usually they're from like nonprofits. Uh, Zillow did one on there um, to like kind of uh, figure out the price of a home based off characteristics of the home. I was gonna say Zillow was um, nonprofit. I thought they sold houses. <laughs> no, no, it's, they're not <laughs> nonprofit. But some of the stuff for is nonprofit uh, that they do competitions for. But usually the prizes are pretty high. Like I mean, I think the Zillow one was like a million dollars or something, Jeez. or like two hundred fifty thousand or five hundred thousand. It was pretty high. Um, but the NFL has announced that they're doing one on there, and I'm actually interested in maybe trying this. I don't know. We'll see. But they're giving away twenty thousand dollars to the four top teams. Um, now you're not you're not trying to predict anything. What you're trying to do is create um, a new rule set for their punt return um, based off of the analysis of their data uh, from I don't know how many years, but it's a few. I guess oh, it's 2016 and 2017. So two years of data. Uh, so wait, they how, have. How are they gonna? I guess where I'm confused is how are teams gonna decipher? This? They make it seem like a competitive game. Yeah, everybody's just trying to find out new rules. It is a competition. What you're supposed to do is analyze the data and um, basically give your your recommendation for new m- rules, um, and then they're going to pick the top four teams and award them a twenty twenty thousand dollars, and then they're going to fly you out to present it to them. Cool. Um, let's do that. Well, what's interesting to me, all right, this is what I'm thinking. So Zillow offered h- hundreds of thousand dollars. I I, I, should, I kind of want to look it up. But some of them, all right. So there's this one, um, two sigma. Using news to predict stock markets, they're offering a hundred thousand dollars, right? But the NFL is offering a total of eighty grand plus flying you out to present to them, and you get two two tickets or so many tickets to the Super Bowl, which, in total honesty, probably costs them nothing, right? Um, well, yeah, they're a nonprofit; nothing costs them anything. <laughs> but it's weird to me that they are outsourcing this, and like, I think it's cool to make a competition out of it, but it's weird to me that they're not like you would think they would have their own people. To do this, right? Yeah, that but I think the NFL has been struggling to keep audiences late, haven't they? Really? I hear a lot this, of people say that, but well, this might be like a community outreach thing in order to get people interested in <laughs> through a machine learning community. Well, not that. Okay, let's. I don't know. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Maybe it is. Maybe it's like just to get publicity. I mean, that's what I think it is. I think it's a publicity thing against the concussion stuff in yeah. my mind. But I they're think it's a really <laughs> they're, they're they're looking to they're, to redo their image. You know, yeah. And I'm not gonna ask this question. I would just say, like, uh, what's what's the the staff at the NFL who makes these decisions? Like, have they changed in the past couple of years? Maybe, maybe they have younger on staffers. Well, it's cool that to... they're 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 thinking of doing it this way. Because um, mm-hmm. my plan is to feed it into something that has no human presence and see what it tells me, and then try to work from <laughs> it, work, work with it from there. Um, God, please send me those results. <laughs> <laughs> but. but I don't know. It seems it's it seems half-hearted. Like twenty thousand dollars. Like the NFL makes so much money. Like you think they need to put? I mean, it's eighty thousand total. So eighty thousand dollars. They're gonna throw it. It it feels like the bare minimum. Like this should be a team of like a hundred to two hundred k people working on this. I could see eighty thousand for the three runners. Or that doesn't really split evenly. But you know what I'm saying. And a million dollars for the the rules that they actually go with. I mean, a million's a lot, but. They, come on, dude. And well, they might not even go with your rules. They're they're just gonna pick four. They're gonna have you present it to them, and then they said that they will decide. How about what this? Uh, like a hundred thousand between the top four teams, uh, an extra five hundred thousand 
if the the winning team's rules get implemented within the next. Yeah, something like that would be pretty neat. This was like every punt is a fair uh, every, this podcast. Every punt is a fair catch. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty wild. I, I'm, I'm very interested. I want to look at the data. You only have a month. Only a month to do it. So that's kind of wild. Um, usually they're up for like six months. Why are you recording a ding dong podcast, man? Start coding. Get no, a switch. Well, <laughs> I want to code this, and then there's another thing I want to code. But um, I don't know. I'm deciding which one's more um, important. But anyway. Jeremy, it's time for your segment. Oh, review crew. Review oh, crew. We don't have that? a song yet for a review crew. <laughs> I thought that was the song. I don't I like know. It. I was trying to come up with something on my banjo. Um, I, I emailed I Willie Nelson to cover that song for us. I have yet to hear back from his, t- his people. Okay. <laughs> Can so I just re- say, before we what? get started, what? I've got the first link open. <laughs> I, I see the title, <laughs> and I'm very excited. So... Um, what do you have for me today? First, first on the docket. So I'm a very lonely guy. So I usually cook in the microwave for one. So I'm looking at two <laughs> two books. One's uh, microwave cooking for one by Mary Smith, and the other one, um, where did I put it? Meal in a mug. Eighty is, fast easy recipes <laughs> for hungry people. <laughs> definitely meal in a mug. Eighty fast easy <laughs> recipes for hungry people. All you need is a mug and a microwave. Okay, I think the only way for my brain to handle this is if you break it down one by one. Because I have a lot of thoughts on both of these products. <laughs> just from a precursory glance. All right, well, we're starting with microwave cooking for one, because it's my odor. First, my first and Mary Smith is a hottie. The cover of this book looks like this book was conceived before microwaves were invented. So it's actually very old. It was probably made when microwaves were invented. Um, wow. Or very near. Me and um, smart. They have like <laughs> recipes in it for like spare ribs and stuff. It's pretty wild. So wild, these wild things stuff. Are like this stuff's. There's no way this can be uh, useful today. We yeah. have like thousand watt microwaves. They had what, like thirty. <laughs> but uh, you said really powerful microwaves back in the day. Maybe I don't know. My my parents <laughs> my, just very terrible shielding. The entire time I grew up, my parents had this microwave that um, you would turn a dial, right? It was just a knob, like an old uh-huh. school chrome knob, and nothing on it. And when you me. turned that. A wire in the microwave went down to what time it was going to go, and then the wire would slowly go up. Mm-hmm. It was it like was an the old mo- school, like, no, not, not thermostat, but thermostats used to use metal coils like that. Yeah, but it was just a wire would time it's up, and then the, the insulation would melt down the, like, you know, they put the window. It was, like, melting down the window. Oh, it was yeah. the oldest microwave ever, and I think my parents ended up getting rid of it at some point but we had it to press your nose to the glass and watch your food cook (laughs) we had it for like 25 (laughs) years i kid you not it's the oldest microwave ever and that's why i could hear radio waves in my (laughs) (laughs) um i used to have that when i had braces i used to get like the um no it would it would it would vibrate or some shit i don't know no i swear it was something that would do that all right so let's I think that's let's, just like with the aliens who would uh, <laughs> abduct you in the middle of the night and do things to your butt. That was the dream they left you oh, with. Yeah. Let's, so this, I read an article the other day, not to get off, well to get off topic, of this guy who confessed to having kidnapped and anally probed people and pretending he was an alien. <laughs> it's like kidnapped like twenty five people or something. Oh, like, shit. I admitted to that. Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> like that must have been wild as fuck. Oh well, god. Yeah, from both angles, I can see that being pretty wild. Yeah, right? 
just like why did he do it and then the other people were just like this whole life they thought they were like anally probed by aliens just like some old guy think... in his fucking basement <laughs> do you think they knew they were just too embarrassed so they thought it <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it seemed like a better idea at the time to just Jesus. go with the alien story. That's some wild shit, man. Uh, All right. Anyway. So let's get to some sweet, sweet uh, res- uh, not recipes. We're not going to read out the recipes. Don't get Why your pen, pen and paper oh. yet <laughs> ready. Oh, so I know how to cook for one. <laughs> you got to order the book. It's only eighteen ninety five. Why is this so expensive? Wait. I want the plastic comb. <laughs> um, so let's talk about reviews for Microwave Cooking for One by Mary Smith. So my first yeah. review, this guy gave him, this guy is Anton, this, well, I don't, is this person is Antonia Burke, 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 Um, they gave it one star <laughs> and it says their, their title of the review is also one star. They just had to reiterate that. And then they said, unfortunately, one more microwave cookbook that is disappointing. Oh, and I'm man, just like they've been let down in the past. Antonia, how many microwave books are you buying? <laughs> like, Wait, what was Antonia's last name? Uh, it's something I can't pronounce. So I called the Burkleside or something. I don't know. Wait, Antonia, the Antonia Burkleside, the famous yeah. microwave book reviewer <laughs> yeah. of our time. It's just a library <laughs> of microwave cookbooks. You ever seen the movie Ratatouille? Yeah. You remember the food critic? No. I imagine that's what Antonia looks like, just with a wig on. <laughs> that snobby <laughs> nose in the air, sunken in eyes. It's just mm. so. Like, how many how many books has she been disappointed by? Fucking microwave cookbooks. Oh She's like, one of these days I'll be able to microwave sweet, delicious food. Meanwhile, her oven is just sitting there, like so lonely. Another microwave book that doesn't tell me how to microwave happiness. One star. <laughs> so our next review is by James Crabtree, uh, the NFL player for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, his one star review says, "Depressing as hell." So. He says, only purchase and read this book if you are a sad, lonely, and depressed person or want to become one. I can think of no other book in the history of the English language that can so quickly melt the spirits of even the most jovial, carefree soul. This book is nothing but a downer, a Debbie Downer. Just look at the cover. Doesn't it make you want to weep? Or perhaps it makes you feel a bit cold and sad inside. Makes me want to watch Back to the Future. (laughs) What? Why is this guy so... He's so depressing. He hates the book. I can see this guy just like his main bookmark is like poetry.com. Maybe with so. a tab for like just sad poetry. That's what it is. Can I hit you with a five star just stumbled across? Oh, yeah. Indeed. Hopefully I'm not stepping on your... No, do it. This one is from Joe Krasinski. I don't know if you have him on your list, but you should. Oh, yeah. I definitely do. He's my last one. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. I don't want to blow up your spell. No, no, we'll no. Do, do it. it. Okay. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Just okay. do it. Tip, multiply the ingredients to cook for more than one. <laughs> He's a fucking math that genius. Both, both helpful tip. Funny you should mention that. His review reads, because of my extensive training in math, I have even noticed that if you double or triple the ingredients, you can actually triple. serve two or three. Four is out of the question. <laughs> just no. Don't be fucking it's a microwave, not a super <laughs> NASA microwave. Fucking idiot. Just, just be sure to get the math correct. Yeah, don't I fuck it up. I once multiplied the ingredients by six. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Why did he multiply by Why six? by six? But I only had three people to cook for. I ended up giving one person two servings and put two servings in the fridge. Oh, well, shit, he figured it out. God damn. That I mean, dude he does have some math stars. skills. Yeah, he's got some math skills. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I... <laughs> I'll let you go. I just, man, there's so many good ones. <laughs> just, <they're laughs> no, on do page. do another one. Do another one. Do another. One. This one's kind of long. Uh, okay. You read one, and I'll kind of 
Get no, that I, that was my song. last one was Joe Krasinski. If you find what about out, like, what about Koa Tran? Tran, I might have skipped it. No. I don't know. I just love the title. Yeah, this yeah. super pertains to the book. The cats hate the microwave and scurry whenever I turn it on. Five. Seconds. Oh, I do have that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go with that one. Oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna read this whole thing. Oh, yeah, do it. Now, when I come home to my apartment, I turn on the microwave as my main source. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I do have to read this whole thing. <laughs> opening the door and just running that son of a bitch. You got her hands and the mittens in front of the microwave just getting no, some heat. I'm starting to wonder if there's a legit review amongst all of these 796 <laughs> reviews. Well, the math guy is probably pretty legit. Probably. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's got like nothing. I mean, with credentials like extensive training in math, how do you argue? Extensive okay. training. He's got a yellow belt. <laughs> in math. In math. When I come home to my apartment, I turn on the microwave as my main source of heat. The cats hate the microwave and scurry whenever I turn it on. All seven of them. My, my, you have seven. Oh, yeah. Why do you have to throw uh, that she, in there? I think she meant to buy the book Cooking for Seven Cats. Yeah. Well, my greatest better. joy is choosing what frozen meal I get to fire up for my dinner. Then I discover mm. this book and things changed. Oh, no more Instead hunger, of, man. Instead of only eating pre-made meals, I can now put my artisan skills <laughs> to the test. I do recall being somewhat of a rock star in my home at class. Yeah. I am now making delicious spare ribs and seafood muffins. Tell you spare ribs. I love how she puts the page numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are Thanks. delish. I'm following along. I'm, I'm what the fuck is a seafood mutt- muffin? You read my freaking mind. That's my next question. <laughs> I just imagine shrimps hanging out of a muffin. Who's the author of this book again? Let me check. Satan? Okay, that explains it. And having a banquet with my cats. That is the best part. She just has this giant table and her cats all sit. You ever see like... She sits at the head. You know like on on old cartoons whenever they'd want to show one of the friends being a loser, they would have just like a sad tea party with other stuffed animals? Yes. That's Koa Tran with like her 85 freaking cats. She's just eating microwave delicious seafood muffins with her cats. Her journey continued. The other day, I made a wonderful rhubarb pudding cake, see page mm. 211, and had a birthday party for Mr. <laughs> Polly Shore. And Polly's P-A-W-L-Y. <laughs> she named her cats after the... To, to after the greatest the artist of our time. You're right. <laughs> Polly Shore is actually a really nice guy, and I hate to shit on him, but his movies are like... No, no, I haven't. I mean, I haven't met him. I slept with him. I'm going to edit it. I'm going <laughs> to edit this to say that you met him. <laughs> I'm Polly Shore. My my favorite scenario in this whole thing is that she actually misspelled Polly Shore, and she's at real real life good friends with Polly Shore. She just typoed a, it. Made him a delicious <laughs> rhubarb pudding cake. Made him delicious. And page two eleven. The only thing she loves more than Polly Shore is making cat puns with his name and her autocorrect. <laughs> That's what uh, it is. <laughs> inserted that instead. <laughs> I don't know when his birthday actually is, so I just go by the date that I got him from the shelter. Why is that in a review, Koa? Why? I've learned to double up and even triple up on the union so that she's a she's been an old boy can be friends. <laughs> she's been in a math training <laughs> regimen as well. Know, oh man, when you know you're going to be eating alone tomorrow again, might as well make extra. Just multiply, but not by six. Seventy-three people found this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> when you know you're going to be eating alone tomorrow again, might as well make extra. Might as well make tagline. Got it. Put that on the shirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you got to A. Leon yet? No, hit me. A. Leon gives it five stars and says, Although it's shown on the cover, there's act, there's not, wait, there is not actually a recipe for a milkshake. Hold on. I'm scrolling <laughs> like, up. 
Why you There's definitely make... a milkshake on the cover. What? But why is he trying to make a milkshake <laughs> in the microwave? JB, what? what? JB, you mean to tell me <laughs> in all your 30, how old are you? A billion. 69 years of life <laughs> on this earth, you've never had a good, good hot milkshake <laughs> fresh out of the microwave. <laughs> oh my god. Boy, the inside of that maraschino cherry turns to lava and it just explodes in such flavor. Oh my god, there's, there's, even better is a comment that says, I can't tell if this is supposed to be a joke review or not. You don't cook a milkshake. It's there on the cover as, I don't know, a dessert suggestion. Hell, you don't even need a recipe for a milkshake. Stir up some ice cream, maybe add some milk, and flavoring slash toppings. <laughs> Someone took the time to write that. Oh my god, I love the internet. Oh, Jesus my favorite Christ. part. What? Scrolling through critical reviews. <laughs> Are you done with that one? Can I move on to... Meal in a Mug <laughs> by Denise Smart. You know it's good. Joseph L. Baba Jr. said, gave the book away. We need to buy too much stuff. Might as well use a regular cookbook. Cute item, though. Maybe for a leaner cook or young person. <laughs> Joseph was like, these mugs of meals are just too small for me. <laughs> Joseph L. Baba Jr., if your father could hear you talk like that. I just require more. Oh, I require more mugs. He should talk to the other guy. He can make. He can make. He'll do the math. Three mugs. Just do three mugs, Joseph, and then eat them. But maybe he's too. He's too old for that. He's too old for some science oven. It's only for a young person. All right, I got two more. Robin Hartman says three stars. Not for me. I tried one recipe and it failed. Looked over the whole book and didn't see a lot I would want to try. He was so disappointed. He tried once, failed. I'm done. Done, folks. Wait. So he, he. there's one one recipe out of that entire book that looked appetizing, and he yep. bought the whole book. He bought the book, he tried it, and he said, no. Nah. I guess you can't really preview these, it still. No, you can preview a little bit. Um, His mug just was not good enough for him. Can I just say, just as an observation, at Amazon Steam, at the Amazon store page? Yeah. Uh, apparently, a lot of Arthurs have a lot to say about making an entire meal within the confines of a mug. Really? Look at all these customers who bought this item also bought 250 best meals in a mug. I didn't see mug that. Mug meals. Mug mug cakes. Mug meals. Delicious microwave recipe. What is interesting. best mug cake. Oh, wow. There are. Wow. There's a lot. Oh, wait. My favorite. A man, a can, and a microwave. 50 tasty meals you can do in no time. Are people really trying to cook in their microwave that often? Are you serious? That's what, people really trying to cook in a mug that often. <laughs> Mugs oh, are for, wait, the, wait, wait. for the coffee juice. Hold up. The best customers who bought this item also bought 2019 Poop and Pooches White Elephant Gag Gift Calendar. <laughs> okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> Four and a half stars. I Number one bestseller. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, What's weird to me is that my your recently viewed items for some reason is all... Oh, no, this is, this is recommendations and popular items. is all like child's toys with this item. Huh. Hmm. Think people are microwaving their kids? I don't know. It's very strange. How do you get one in a mug? It's got to be the hard part. <laughs> How do you get that kid in a mug? <laughs> <laughs> I like you with this. One? No, wait, let me do this one, then you can do yours. This is okay. kind of, it's short, but it's silly. So Mary Goretti gives Read it three my st- mind. <laughs> she gives it three stars. <laughs> and if you're wondering why she's giving it three stars, it's because of the simple fact that she's not sure some of these recipes were appealed to her daughter. But she'll see. She'll wait and want- see. Hold on. I'm about to comment back. Uh, have you checked with your daughter? Yeah, please reply. <laughs> We've been waiting for two years. <laughs> please, re- please reply immediately. Time sensitive. I want to know if my daughter will like them. It's so I, weird. 
I need to know if Mary's daughter liked it. Man, that is some weird stuff. Three stars because she didn't know if her daughter liked it. That's how I I rate things. I just think about my imaginary daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Would she like it? Mm, Not sure. Three stars. So that's my review crew. I sound like it. I'm singing Blues Clues almost. Like. We can we can sing Blues Clues. If you, I don't know how you, it goes. You remember all the words? I do. Oh. <laughs> In case you can't tell, I have a great memory for just terrible, terrible music. I have a bad memory for everything. And I don't have to prove it to anybody because I'm definitely not singing Blues Clues on the oh, first podcast. Shit. They're going to have it. to tune in episode 100 for that. That's the outro. If we, if we make it to 100 episodes and we have more Dinguses. than... Oh. Yeah, if we have more dinguses subscribe to us, then let, let's say like a thousand dinguses. I'm I will sorry. sing. I will get. I will contact Steve from Blues Clues, the original Steve personal. Is that he goes by Steve and sing? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he grew up. He's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> He's Steven Sky Blue the Third. <laughs> availability.